This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 65, and I'm James Eek. There was a sort of twinkle in Young's eye that gave me the impression that he knew himself to be just as much a villain as everybody else. There's a nice German word, Hintergedanken, which means a thought in the very far, far back of your mind. Young had a Hintergedanken in the back of his mind that showed in the twinkle in his eye. It showed that he knew and recognized what I sometimes call the element of e- irreducible rascality in himself. And he knew it so strongly and so clearly and in a way so lovingly that he would not condemn the things in others and would therefore not be led into those thoughts, feelings, and acts of violence towards others, which are always characteristic of the people who project the devil in themselves upon the outside, upon somebody else upon the scapegoat. Now this made Young a very integrated character. In other words, here I have to present a little bit of a complex idea. He was a man who was thoroughly with himself, having seen and accepted his own nature profoundly. He had a kind of a unity an absence of conflict in his own nature, which had to exhibit additional complications that I find so fascinating. He was the sort of man who could feel anxious and afraid and guilty without being ashamed of feeling this way. In other words, he understood that an integrated person is not a person who has simply eliminated the sense of guilt or the sense of anxiety from his life who is fearless and wooden and kind of a sage of stone. He's a person who feels all these things but has no recriminations against himself for feeling them. And this is, to my mind, a profound kind of humor. You know, in humor, there's always a certain element of malice. There was a talk given just a little while ago, which was an interview with Al Cap. And Al Cap made the point that he felt that all humor was fundamentally malicious. Now, there's a very high kind of humor, which is humor at oneself, malice towards oneself. The recognition of the fact that behind the social role that you assume, behind all your pretensions to be either a good citizen or a fine scholar or a great scientist or a leading politician or a physician or whatever you happen to be, that behind this facade, there's a certain element of the unreconstructed bum. Not as something to be condemned and wailed over but as something to be recognized as contributive to one's greatness and to one's positive aspect, in the same way that manure is contributive to the perfume of the rose. Young saw this, and Young accepted this, and I want to read a passage from one of his lectures, which I think is one of the greatest things he ever wrote, and which has been a very marvelous thing for me. It was a lecture delivered to a group of clergy in Switzerland a considerable number number of years ago, and he writes as follows. People forget that even doctors have moral scruples and that certain patients' confessions are hard even for a doctor to swallow. Yet the patient does not feel himself accepted unless the very worst of him is accepted too. 
No one can bring this about by mere words. It comes only through reflection and through the doctor's attitude towards himself and his own dark side. If the doctor wants to guide another or even accompany him, at least a step of the way, he must feel with that person's psyche. He never feels it when he passes judgment. Whether he puts his judgments into words or keeps them to himself makes not the slightest difference. To take the opposite position and to agree with the patient offhand is also of no use, but estranges him as much as condemnation. Feeling comes only through unprejudiced objectivity. This sounds almost like a scientific precept, and it could be confused with the purely intellectual abstract attitude of mind. But what I mean is something quite different. It's a human quality, a kind of deep respect for the facts, for the man who suffers from them, and for the riddle of such a man's life. The truly religious person has such an attitude. He knows that God has brought all sort of strange and unconceivable things to pass and seeks in the most curious ways to enter a man's heart. He therefore senses in everything the unseen presence of the divine will. This is what I mean by unprejudiced objectivity. It's a moral achievement on the part of the doctor who ought not to let himself be repelled by sickness and corruption. We cannot change anything unless we accept it. Condemnation does not liberate, it oppresses. And I am the oppressor of the person I condemn, not his friend and fellow sufferer. I do not in the least mean to say that we must never pass judgment when we desire to help and improve. But if the doctor wishes to help a human being, he must be able to accept him as he is. And he can do this in reality only when he has already seen and accepted himself as he is. Perhaps this sounds very simple, but simple things are always the most difficult. In actual life, it requires the greatest art to be simple. And so, acceptance of oneself is the essence of the moral problem and the yasa test of one's whole outlook on life. That I feed the beggar, that I forgive an insult, that I love my enemy in the name of Christ. All these are undoubtedly great virtues, but I do unto the least of my brethren that I do unto Christ. But what if I should discover that the least amongst them all the poorest of all the beggars, the most impudent of all offenders, yea, the very fiend himself, that these are within me, and that I myself stand in need of the arms of my own kindness, that I myself am the enemy that must be loved. What then? Then, as a rule, the whole truth of Christianity is reversed. There is then no more talk of love and long-suffering. We say to the brother within us, Roca, and condemn and rage against ourselves. We hide from the world. We deny ever having met this least among the lowly in ourselves. And had it been God himself who drew near to us in this despicable form, we should have denied him a thousand times before a single cock had crowed. 
So this is from a talk that Zen master Alan Watts gave on Jung's concept of the shadow or the dark side that we all have. What both men are saying is similar to the ancient Greek motto, know thyself. I love what Alan Watts says about your shadow, your dark side, that once you integrate it and understand it, that it can be a positive aspect in the same way that manure is contributive to the perfume of the rose. Your shadow, or your dark side, is that part of yourself that you've repressed, that you ignore, that you've decided is of no value or is bad. Of course, you're simply turning your gaze from something that is still there, probably standing right beside the part of you that you have decided is your persona. Something happens, and suddenly, bam. Your shadow raises its head, and you're left wondering how you did what you just did. Training means facing who we are and what we are. All the bits, all the pieces, all the good parts and all the refuse. Maybe this dark side of you has elements that could actually help you in this life. Maybe this dark side will tell you more about who you really are than the mask that you wear and look in the mirror and believe. Now, I'm not saying that you should let your shadow act, but we need to recognize first that it's there, and then to understand that it has some pull as well. You might be right-handed, but you still have a left hand. I'd imagine that both Jung and Watts would say that we need to learn to let the dark side express itself to let off some of the energy that will build up if we don't. And this can be done by almost any creative expression, including the martial arts. If you roll in jiu-jitsu, you need to feel that aggression, maybe even culture it, and let it power you to move. But you need to temper it with being chilled out. You need to relax. You need to let go without using that aggression to hone and focus. We don't need the dark side popping our training partner's ribs or destroying a trachea. We need to let go. I think that in this day and age where it seems for many guys that being a man is looked at as being some kind of disability in a lot of ways, We need to be very careful and understand that if we bury our masculine nature, we are going to really mess some of the things up in our lives and the world around us. And at the same time, we need to also express our feminine side. Men and women have both, by the way. We're complicated things, us humans. So my advice, meditate. Learn who you are on every level. Train. Get on the mats and get training. Sweat. Deal with problems and find the way out. Do jujitsu or karate or whatever turns your crank. Express yourself by letting out this dark side through art, through writing, or whatever means might appeal to you. It's in there whether you want to acknowledge it or not. And it'll probably be the thing that you hate the most in other people, by the way. You need to know yourself. If you don't, you'll find out why you should have.
So there you go. Let's go on to the question of the week. Meditation is hard. Does it get easier? (laughs) Uh, First off, meditation isn't hard. You are probably just putting too much on yourself and what you're doing. Meditation, um, at its basic level, it's just sitting. That's the meaning of Zen is sit. So when you're meditating or trying to, don't judge yourself or your progress or your supposed lack of it. Breathe. Sit. And don't cling to your thoughts. Just let them go. Don't get caught up by them. And don't judge them. So does it get easier? Definitely. Just keep at it, just like anything. Start with just a few minutes, and then as you get the hang of sitting, add some time to it. I sit when I'm meditating for about 35 minutes. And I don't judge it. It is what it is. You'll find out that meditation is one of the greatest things you can do for yourself. Even more if you want to figure out who you really are and what you're actually capable of. And I think I'll leave it at that. So, try it out. Meditation. (laughs) For that matter, try meditating and do jujitsu and train in some other stuff and express yourself and dig deep and figure out who the heck you are. So I think we'll call that a podcast for today. Um, Yeah, take a look into Young. He is or was a very interesting guy that really um, dove deep into what this human being thing really is and everything that we're made out of. Um, And for that matter, look into Alan Watts because um, you're not going to find a cooler Zen master than that one. Well, maybe you will. (laughs) What do I know? Um, Anyways, we'll tie things up. Um, We've started a Patreon page. Um, So what that is, if you don't know, is you can support our podcast. Um, As you can imagine, to keep this thing going indefinitely, it is going to take time and time and more time. Um, So what I'm doing to help with the financial aspect of doing all this, because as you know, it's all free for you. Um, I started up this Patreon thing. Basically, you can support the podcast. Let me know that you like it. Let me know that you want to see it hanging around and doing its thing for, well, indefinitely. Um, So I have basically set up a page that... Uh, There will be instructional videos and various other things on there. Um, You subscribe to it and it helps out the podcast. And, you know, you get back by having me give you little morsels of martial arts and training awesomeness. Um, There's a few videos up there. I just got it up and running last week. But uh, there's a couple of videos up there now. Uh, Check them out. Um, It For access to the videos, it costs you about the same as what your Netflix is, so it's not that much. Um, But yeah, if you believe in what we are trying to do here and want to see this thing continue, that would be a great way to do it. 
Um, the other thing, if you could do, um, go on to Apple Podcasts and give this podcast five stars. And while you're at it, write a review. It takes you two seconds. Um, it just helps other people find it. And that'd be pretty awesome. And speaking of helping people find it, pass on word that this thing exists because, you know, we uh, can only help people if people hear us. And that's what the point of this thing is, to get more from our training, more from our lives, and to, you know, make all of us a little bit better. Um, if you're into the social media thing, you can find me on Instagram. I go under my martial arts school, the Eke Academy of Martial Arts. Uh, you can also track down the Eke Academy on Facebook. Uh, there's also a Warrior's Way podcast page on Facebook. Um, we have a website, which I need to throw more stuff on, but I've been working away at this Patreon deal. And then the other thing is, if you like this podcast and all the things that I have to say, because, man, let's be serious, how could you not? <laughs> um, anyways, I have written a couple books on um, training in the martial arts. The first one is Warrior's Way, A Guide to Lifelong Learning in the Martial Arts. And the second is called A Wolf in the Woods, which, yes, I know I keep promising I will do a podcast on running into this wolf and scrapping it out. Um, but I wrote a book about it, too. So if you want to read about it, go to Amazon and pick up a copy. You can get it as an ebook or as a real book. And with that, I think we'll call it quits for another podcast. Get on the mats. Have some fun, train hard, and think about things. Let's make this world a better place. You know what? When you get the ch chance of, you know, getting something with plastic or getting no plastic, choose no plastic. If you have a choice of driving or walking, walk. Little things, little things all add up. And it's the same as training. You know, you might not feel like getting onto the mats tonight, but uh, if you do you're doing better and you're getting better and you're getting stronger. And that's all it takes getting up off that couch, getting off your keister and getting doing things. So with that, take care. Thanks for listening.